living and hear from our inspiring guests that are leading the way in health and freedom. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out. 970-776-0258. My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. Naturally Inspired Health Summit, real solutions for healthy living. June 24th at The Ranch by the Budweiser Event Center in Loveland, Colorado. Come and meet your community in health. Robert Scott Bell from The Robert Scott Bell Show. Maxine Holler from Kids Braintree for Collins. Wendy Scipioni from MPB Health. Lauren Kubla from Synergy IV Wellness. Get your tickets today at naturallyinspiredhealthsummit.com. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. Greetings. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to today's program. The present, <clears throat> the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. Apologize, I'm on a time delay. And um, things are off maybe a second or two. But I do want to begin... I uh, made a mistake talking about Joel Olstein and his wife. I'd read an article. I have to visit with you about this first of all. Uh, I'd read an article in, in uh, oh, a couple of months ago. month ago? I'm trying to remember when. I, and I think probably over over a month. But in the article I'd read, uh, I had read that Joel and his wife, Victoria, they were going to step down as pastors of the uh, Lakewood Church in Texas. And they were going to start a cosmetic. They were going into cosmetics. Well, as I have, I looked in, fortunately, I looked into that this week to see what the latest developments were, and I found a, this was out of Snopes, and I'm going to read it to you, because I should have followed this through, I didn't, I read an article, and I have been, uh, I was inaccurate, So in the article that I had read, Joel Osteen and his wife, Victoria Osteen, announced that in June 2023, 
they would be resigning from the pastorship of Lakewood Church. And the article claimed Joel and Victoria, Victoria Olstein announced their resignation from the church to focus on a new initiative. The married couple served as pastors of, at Lakewood Church in Houston, with Joel listed as senior pastor and Victoria as co-pastor. The news about them leaving the church was both false and part of a scam. The misleading article was designed to fool readers into thinking they were reading People Magazine, a People Magazine story. However, it was hosted on a top magazine, Trend.com, not People.com. So top magazine, trend, Trending.com, is a scam website that hosts articles that falsely claim famous people endorsed keto and CBD weight loss gummies, skin care products, and other similar items, when in reality, it had nothing to do with them. At the beginning of the story, claimed the Osteens were quitting their church leadership to promote a skin care product line called Rejuvederm Skin. So I had read this article, and I have, I think for the last month and a half, mentioned that it took a hurricane to destroy Joel Olstein and his ministry. Well, it uh, the hurricane did expose Olstein and his church because they they closed the church doors during that time of that disaster. But they are not. I had tried to find their their low key. They're, they're keeping a low profile right now. The uh, hurricane did cause them PR, a lot of PR damage. Many people, uh, quite a few, CNN, I think some of the major networks were reporting on the doors being closed to people that really needed shelter. But... Joel and his wife are, at this present time, continuing at the at the uh, Lakewood Church, and they are um, keeping a low profile, though. So I wanted to apologize for not getting a credible site. When I read this, I thought, whoa. And I thank thank the Lord that uh, I decided to just look into it this week to see what the latest developments were with Joel and Ol, his wife, and what I thought was them leaving the the ministry to sell cosmetics. So I was uh, misled there. I was wrong, and I'm going to be a little more careful in the future. So that's to begin. I wanted to uh, immediately address that. Okay, now I'm going to read out of Matthew chapter 1, the genealogies of Jesus Christ. And the reason, as I go into this, this is very, for our time, there are 14 generations spoken of in the scripture 
And the word 14, F-O-U-R-T-E-E-N, is only mentioned one time in the Bible. And when something in the scripture is mentioned one time, the principle is you pay more attention to it. You don't discount it as being unimportant. Actually, you look and you investigate because it is the mo- of the of the most of most importance. Christ said one time, "You must be born again." He said it only one time, but not that it was unimportant; that it was vital. And the matter of being born again, that which should be studied, studied, studied. In depth. 14. One time in the Bible. And so I've been looking at it. And I'm going to. Talk to you about 14's. Matthew chapter 1. Verse 1. The book of the generation. Of Jesus Christ. The son of David. The son of Abraham. Abraham begat Isaac. Isaac begat Jacob. Jacob begat Judas and his brethren. Judas begat Pharaohs and Zerah of Thamar. And Pharaohs begat Eshram. And Eshram begat Aram. Aram begat Aminadab. And Aminadab begat Naasson. And Naasson begat Solomon. Solomon begat Boaz of Rechab. And Boaz begat Obed of Ruth, and Obed begat Jesse, and Jesse begat David the king, and David begat Solomon of her that had been the wife of Urias, and Solomon begat Reboam, and Reboam begat Abiah, and Abiah begat Esau, Esau begat Josaphat. Josephat begat Joram. Joram begat Ozias. Ozias begat Joatham, Joatham. And Joatham begat Achaz. And Achaz begat Ezekias. And Ezekias begat Manassas. And Manassas begat, begat Ammon. And Ammon begat Josias. Josias begat Jeconias. And his brethren, about the time they were carried away to Babylon. And after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconias begat Salathiel, and Salathiel begat Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel begat Abiud, Abiud begat Eliakim, and Eliakim begat Azor. Azor begat Sadok, and Sadok begat Achim, and Achim begat Eliud, and Eliud begat Eleazar, and Eleazar begat Mathan, Matan, and Mathan begat Jacob. Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called the Christ. 
verse 17, the important verse. One time in the Bible, the word 14 is used. All the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. And from David until the carrying away unto Babylon are 14 generations. I should say that in chapter, in verse 17, 14 is actually mentioned three times, but just in one verse. And these are the only three mentions of 14 in the Bible, so I need to correct myself again. Mention 14 is mentioned three times in one verse. All the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. From David unto the carrying away into Babylon are 14 generations. And from the carrying away of Babylon into Christ, to Christ, unto Christ, are 14 generations. We are at the end of the world. We are at the end of the time of Satan's rulership over the nations of the world. I say this repeatedly. The signs are evident. We are witnessing in the world presently an apostasy in the evangelical churches like there has never been an apostasy or a casual relationship with Christ of the, of the members in the evangelical churches in America. A casual attitude to the Lord, to Jesus Christ, in a relationship that God's children should have with Him, it is very casual. And even worse than casual, it's maybe to the point where Christ is just unimportant to the believers in this country. Not all but to the majority. Their Christian life is less important than making a living and enjoying the pleasures of life or the sins of life in life. Apostasy. I've never seen this these evangelical churches in this country so dead or lukewarm or apostate in the last 10 years it has just uh, it, it's Christianity is is uh, there is no power What they're speaking, what many of the pastors are speaking presently today from the pulpits is no different than what the pastors were saying 50 years ago. Taking the Gospels and just regurgitating the same thought, but... There's been no change in the in presenting the signs of the times to God's people, other than just in general. 
Oh, the world is getting worse. More sinful. And that's about it. And yes, there's the Lord is coming, but it's okay. Because the rapture is getting near. Well, I'm going to present to you the last generation. And I'm going to take my time and there was a, I'm going to use an example. The Beach Boys, they put out an album. I remember, I forget the name of the album. They had uh, been putting out Surfer Girl and the culture in California and these songs really changed the culture uh, they were they were one of the top top band American bands in this country well then later the uh, Wilson Brian Wilson he you might say was tired of writing the songs that were so famous there in the early 60s so he put out an album, I forgot the name of it, and when it came out, it was so different from the other the music that uh, most of the Beach Boy crowd, they really didn't like it because it was such a, such a drastic shift from one form of music to something completely different. The Beatles, they came out with their, their album, Rubber Soul. Well, when they heard this new album come out that Brian Wilson had put together, they said they were they were basically awestruck, shocked, and they couldn't believe the change in his music. And they said that we have haven't heard anything like this before. It would take up until 2000, the year 2000. This is back in like 1968. It would take until the year 2000 for that album. Eventually it went gold in the 90s, I think. By the year 2000, it went platinum. It was such a fabulous album. I wish I remember, could remember the name of it that the, the as time went on, it actually, people realized the brilliance of this Brian Wilson and what he was saying and why he changed his music. It was just too far into the future. The generation in the, in the 60s, late 60s, 70s, they... they couldn't read it. They couldn't see what he was doing. The Beatles saw it immediately because they understood music. They they marveled at it. It changed even then. It even changed their style. The Holy Spirit, what I'm presenting to you is the Holy Spirit is speaking so clearly to the world as to the time that we are in, 
we're not used to under we can't understand we're not used to we're not able to to interpret what God is saying to the world and the only way to interpret it is through the Bible through the scriptures not just the scriptures but also through the events that are taking place presently and we cannot be casual in just observing God has his people in the body of Christ that he has handpicked that whether they know it or not they are catching the they are they are are, are seeing and are coming alive and waking up to everything happening around them and they ha- it's it's being in a in a like these these people that they like to go rafting in these raging rivers well if you aren't familiar with what you're doing you're in that river and you cannot read the read the current you can't read anything you're just in there like a like a like a uh, when you go fishing you have the the little red and white bobble uh, I don't know what you can call it you're just you're just in there bouncing around but the people that do this for a living they can read they know where to go they know what to look for they know what to stay away from they know where the bends ahead are and and whether it's going to be even swifter current or if it's going to settle down a little bit give them time to breathe that is what that is the condition that we are in right now things are happening so fast we uh, we just can't grasp what's happening unless you stop and take your time a bobber the word I was looking for is a bobber we're just bobbers in a raging river okay 14 mentioned three times in one verse 14 generations now we're going to talk about the United States of America in the Bible we're going to talk about from the time that Israel became a nation and I'm going to start there because the set the final years at the time prior to Christ's return begins with Israel becoming a nation when Israel became a nation that began a series of events that the body of Christ especially specifically needed to pay attention to when Israel became a nation the evangelical Christians that knew and had a 
somewhat of a background, a little background in Bible prophecy, they knew that when Israel existed once again, that Israel was a key indicator that we were in the final generation or generations or period prior to Christ's coming. Everyone knew that. So, now I'm going to go to a break in a little bit. I don't want to begin because I want to flow. But, I'll tease you with this. From the time that Israel became a nation to the time of Donald Trump, there have been 13 presidents. And when the Antichrist comes, he will be the 14th ruler of America. He will be the 12th president, and he will be the 14th president. There, are, there will be 14 presidents in America or 14, yeah, oh, I will say 14, there'll be 13 different presidents, but one of the presidents will have a dual term, which will make him the 14th, the 14th administration. I could put it that way. We are at number 13 with Donald Trump. The next administration that comes in, this next individual, will be the final president, leader of the United States of America. In 30 seconds, we're going to go to the break. This is the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez, and the podcasts are on 1360khnc.com, and my contact information is P.O. Box 872, Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. Over here, the rumors are true. KHNC listeners are loving Y-Refi. They're investing in a secure, collateralized portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or to the Fed. A portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. Your interest is compounded daily, you're paid monthly, and there are no fees. You can turn your income on or off, compounded, whatever you choose. And get this. There is no loss of principal if you ever need your money back. Eldorados, you got to get in touch with Y-Refi. I've met with them personally, and take it from me, the great Eldersky, they are trustworthy, honest, and you can earn a fixed rate of return up to 10.25%. Just go to investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then R-E-F-Y.com, or call 888-Y-REFI-24. Click on investyrefi.com or call 888-Y-REFI-24. You will be glad you did. Oh, happy day. 
happy day. When Jesus walks, oh, when he walks, when Jesus walks, okay, 14, okay, generations, 14 generations. Now, there are 14 years, 14 this and 14 that, but there's only one time, three times where it's talked about 14 generations. So the number 14, there will be 14 administrations from the time Israel becomes a nation to when Antichrist rules in the United States of America. Now, in Israel, it's very interesting. I've been looking at this too. In Israel's, in Israel, right now, to this time, there have been 14 prime ministers in Israel. There have been many different administrations, but 14 individuals. The number first prime minister was Ben-Gurion. He had two terms. Moshe Sheret had one term. Levi Eshkol, he had one term. Now, there, he, there was a deputy prime minister with him, that is almost recognized as a prime minister, but no, he wasn't. So Levi Eskol was number three. And uh, Yigal Alan, he was the acting deputy. He's mentioned there, but he was not actually, it was not his prime ministership. Number four was Golda Meir. She had one term. Yitzhak Rabin, he had two different times as Prime Minister, Menachem Begin, one time, Yitzhak Shamir, had two times as Prime Minister, Shimon Perez, three times, I'm sorry, two times, then there was Ehud Barak, one, Ariel Sharon, one, Ehud Olmert, one, Naphtali Bennett, one, Yair Lapid, one. That is 13 different individuals to run to be the prime ministers of Israel. Number 14, the 14th name, the most important name of the prime ministers of Israel. Number 14, Benjamin Netanyahu. He has been in position as prime minister three times. Three, three months ago, he became prime minister of Israel once again. So you had 14 generations from Abraham to King David. You had 14 generations from King David to when the children of Israel were carried away to Babylon. You had 14 generations from the time of the carrying away to Babylon to the time of Christ. We have had 
14, 13 presidents, 13 administrations, Donald Trump being number 13. Number 14 is coming very shortly. Israel has had 14 different prime ministers. This is not coincidental. Now, when Israel goes to its ordained wars in the Middle East, there is an ordained war coming. Israel must fight this war. This war will be the, the war in which Israel will be completely victorious over all of the terrorist enemies in Israel, surrounding Israel, in Lebanon, in Syria, slash Damascus, the nation of Jordan, down to the south and the east, western Saudi Arabia in the area where Jacob's twin brother has his lineage, the area of southern Jordan called Edom, and the Gaza Strip to the west along the southern part of the Mediterranean, just above Egypt, Israel, and then with the Palestinian terrorists within the nation of Israel, the enemy without the adversary within. Israel will be, this is in Psalm 83. Psalm 83 is this great war that Israel has with the enemies of Israel surrounding Israel. Israel will fight this war and the nations will not interfere. America, the UN, China, Russia, no one will interfere in this coming war. Israel must fight this war according to the prophecies of in, in Jeremiah, in Ezekiel, and Isaiah. Jordan has three families, Moab, Ammon, who are the sons of Lot, through his two daughters, and then Edom, the children of Esau, the people in Syria, in Lebanon, and the Philistine, Philistine people in Gaza. No, the nations will not interfere, and Israel will be victorious. Damascus will be destroyed completely. It's one of the oldest cities in the Bible. It will be completely destroyed. And God's people, the evangelical churches, Pentecostal, charismatic, the uh, messianic churches, we're all looking at different things. But we need to look at the same thing. We need to look at the same 
map with the same view and the Lord has the right to we we he he is the one who is the master of ceremonies and we need to listen to what he has to say in his scriptures Israel has to fight this war Damascus will be destroyed that will be the big indicator when Damascus is destroyed Psalm 83 is about concluded it's going to be brief a short period it's not going to take a year half a year it'll probably take a matter of weeks it will be fierce it will be quick Israel and will win and the problems will be taken care of not only will Israel destroy Damascus Israel will take over the land the real estate I put it that way of present-day Jordan present-day Jordan Israel will expand double her acreage she will inherit she will the victory will be a nation the area of Jordan this is to fulfill prophecy there is in the in Jordan there's an area known as Petra Israel has to own that land because about three and a half plus years after that war the abomination of desolation will set up his will declare himself to be God in the temple in Israel and when this occurs the Jewish people that understand the prophecies in Daniel chapter 9 have to flee and leave present-day Israel west of the Jordan River they have to flee across the Jordan River to the east into the area of present-day Jordan Israel must take present-day Jordan as a spoils of war and Israel will take present-day Jordan then the other thing another point is Israel must have present-day Jordan because it will be considered to be Israel just in just Israel just purchases or goes to war to access more real estate it is in present-day Jordan where Russia with the nations that come into the Middle East they come into the area of Jordan where they're destroyed this happens Israel's war with her terrorist enemies happens before the tribulation and the war in Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39 will happen before the tribulation 
So those two wars have to take place before the seven-year tribulation begins to the Christians that understand what I'm saying. These two wars, Psalm 83 and the Gog-Magog War, take place in the period of time in Matthew 24 known as the time of birth pains and sorrows. Birth pain and sorrow does not mean tribulation. First comes the birth pain, the sorrows in the sequence, then comes tribulation, then comes great tribulation, then comes the time of wrath. America is in the Bible. The, the, the men who are in these, the leaders of these big ministries in America, in the evangelical churches, charismatic, fundamental, Pentecostal, even the messianics, messianic churches all over the country, centered in the heart of this country, in Oklahoma, in the east, in California, all four legs of the evangelical church, they will be completely off balance if they don't, number one, realize that America is in the Bible. And through the rest of the program, I'm going to prove that the United States is in the Bible and as I present who we are as a nation, you will just begin to realize Antichrist is the coming power, the coming king to finish out America's existence. The Lord, the Holy Spirit. I was reading through prayer this week. We use verses when we pray. Luke chapter 11, 11 verse 9. Ask and it shall be given. Seek, you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. If you ask for bread, will the Lord give you a stone? Of course, of course not. If you ask for a fish, will he give you a serpent? Of course not. If you ask for an egg, will he give you a scorpion? No. And if you being evil, know how to good, give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father in heaven give you his Holy Spirit? This is what you need. This is what the body of believers in this country, you don't need what you think you need. What you think you need is probably for your flesh or your soul. What you need is you need 
the Holy Spirit. Because without the Holy Spirit, you are not going to understand what I am saying. Without the Holy Spirit, what I am telling you is going to cause you great distress. You need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the only person that should begin to counsel you in the decisions that you need to make and the changes that you're going to need to make and the give you the strength to begin to transition to move from one point to another and the transition is has to be in your thinking you don't believe that America is in the Bible because you have been told and taught and, and the leaders of this land have mesmerized you by their words that you're going to be raptured you're going to be taken out of the hardships when Antichrist comes you're going to be removed no you're not you're not going to be removed from the hardships to come. You need to transition out of your thinking. It's going to be difficult, but it's not going to be impossible. What's impossible with you is not impossible with God. With God, nothing shall be impossible. The men in this country have been given positions of authority. To those that are given much, much is going to be required. And I would say that most of these men that have that will not change their position on America being in the Bible, that will not change their position on on this matter of a pre trib rapture. Those that have a concept that the Antichrist is coming from England or from Israel or from the, the, the Vatican. These men need to just retire. They need to leave the positions of authority. They are handicapping. They are crippling they are men who are the blind leading the blind. They're going to fall into a fecal canal. And you're going to go into that canal with them. And listen, the Holy Spirit doesn't say, well, because you were sheep and you just picked the wrong shepherd, you're off the hook. No, no, Christians, you true believers, you have been given the Holy Spirit. You have giftings that you need to use, discernment. And if you think that just by following certain men, that that is going to be a safety net for you, you are mistaken. The blind 
that are following the blind both end up in the fecal canal. There's disease, there's filth, unimaginable hardship. The men in this country that refuse to look at the scripture objectively, look at the events in the world, need to retire. They need to, to leave ministry. If they can't tell God's people the truth, they need to leave. Not because I say so. The scripture says so. They're the blind leading the blind. And if you're blind, you better pray that God give you the salve of His Holy Spirit. And you need to start praying over the eyes of your spirit so that you can begin to see the truth. This is why I always say, in the last half a year, each one of these programs... I'm giving you something that is vital because it's coming from the prophetic word for the, about the time that we live in. I've been saying over over half a year, even a year, America is in the Bible. It is in the Bible. I have been saying the Antichrist comes from America, not from England not from Rome, not from the Middle East, not from anywhere in Europe, will be an American president. The children of Israel were told, you're going to have to leave the wilderness. American Christians, you're in the wilderness. You're going around in circles. For 50 years, you've been going around in circles. Same old teachings, same old thought. Same old philosophy coming from the pastors of the land. Nothing new. We were in the day of the Lord 50 years ago. No, we're in the last decade now. The day of the Lord. It's His day. And He says that before His day comes, He's going to make, make it very clear to His people that... There will be signs you cannot ignore. But God's people will ignore them. Because they choose to ignore them. Because they have no spirit upon them. God's people are the world is, is what they understand. They understand how to buy and sell. They understand what they like, where they gravitate to in their soul, in their flesh. And it's not toward the things of God. It is not toward being holy. It is not toward being righteous. It is not toward the uh, having being an individual that has no guile. Everybody around you is safe because you don't want anything from anybody. That's what it means, no guile. You don't have any 
covetousness in you. You don't want anything that you haven't earned, that God hasn't given you, that God hasn't allowed you to have. This is is craziness to think you could be righteous and holy and have no guile and seek the Lord and be content with Him. This is what the Holy Spirit expects. And it is possible. With God, nothing shall be impossible. So you ask, you seek, and you knock. God will answer your prayers, and you should, I feel, pray for the things that are eternal. Vision, that you know the truth. Number two, that you desire to really have a true relationship with the Holy Spirit, which should be number one. And that even if it's difficult to believe what I'm telling you, you're still going to have to transition because God is not going to change what is in the Scripture. He's not going to change it for you. He's not going to change it for the world. What He has stated is going to happen is going to happen. We cannot change it. We have to accept it, and we have to adapt. We have to transition, and we have to begin to prepare spiritually for the time in which we're going. This word, like I say, what I'm telling you, the man of this land that won't tell you the truth, turn them off. I don't care who they are. I don't care how long they've been in ministry. If they can't tell you the truth about the United States of America and about this matter of the pre-trib rapture to begin with, then you're going to fall into a ditch. And not many people are going to want to help you out of that ditch. It's a personal thing. The only one that's going to help you out of that ditch is is the Holy Spirit, is the Lord Himself. So I, I just, I'll be back. Fort Collins. Did the fire marshal take one look down your driveway and say, Uh, my guys aren't going down there. Or are there parts of it that just need a little more sun? Then call Affordable Tree at 970-568-6898. We can climb, cut, or trim your problems away. Specializing in defensive space, upper and lower fire mitigation, forest health, plus we can save freshly hit beetle trees. So call us at 568-6898. Life Choices, we are helping women and men choose life and create stable futures for their children. You can help avoid the loss of another life by going to lifechoices.org or call 303-651-2050, extension 116, and donate. Make a difference and be a part of God's work by creating a better future for kids and families. Lifechoices.org or 303-651-2050. Extension 116. The Rev here. 
Life can deal some crushing blows. Renew, refresh, and restore your spirit. Join us every Sunday as Pastor Keith reveals the joy of knowing God through the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We gather at the Old Severance Town Hall at 10 o'clock, located at 4th Avenue and 1st Street in Severance, to hear God's inspiration. Come and be part of our family. We look forward to meeting you. Hey, 1360 fans, Tika here with Serenity Painting. Did you know that we also offer concrete, framing, drywall, and much more? For a free estimate, call us at 970-978-9565. Mention 1360 and receive 15% off any construction service and or free upgrade to lifetime warranty paint with a seven-year labor warranty included. Call us today at 970-978-9565. The real cost of the state is the prosperity we do not see, the jobs that don't exist, the technologies to which we do not have access, the businesses that do not come into existence, and the bright future that is stolen from us. The state has looted us just as surely as a robber who enters our home at night and steals all that we love. Frederick Bastiat. Off-Road Automotive offers a wide range of used automobiles for all of your off-road and on-road needs. From classic Jeep CJ7s to high-end sporty Corvettes and everyday commuters, they have a vehicle for you. Bad credit or no credit, no problem. Their professional finance team has you covered. Give them a visit at 1392 Denver Avenue in Fort Lupton or give them a call at 303-502-3230. KHNC is proud to carry my kind CBD products. Products include cocoa, top shelf tinctures, hemp salve, moisturizing lotions, and retinol cream. They also have pet tincture and hemp shampoo for a healthy coat and skin. To see all the CBD products we carry, visit the station at 2 South Parish or check us out online. Go to 1360KHNC.com. Click on the shop button. Tejibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word T and then the word club. The complete website is tehuboteaclub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088, tehuboteaclub.com. No people will tamely surrender their liberties, nor can any be easily subdued when knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. On the contrary, when people are universally ignorant and debauched in their manners, they will sink under their own weight without the aid of foreign invaders. Samuel Adams. 
Hi, everybody. Glenn Tate, co-host of Prepping 2.0. Shelby Gallagher here. Join us Saturdays at 9 a.m. Right here on 1360 KHNC. Where we bring you great ideas to take your preps to the next level. Hi, this is Ron Tafoya, owner and operator of New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners. Men's clothing to women's fashions, we clean it all. Give us a call with all your cleaning questions. If we don't clean it, we might have a solution. We have two locations to serve you in Severance and Fort Collins. Please call us at 970-775-0623. 970-775-0623. As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach Urban Survival Training course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the Rev at 303-809-3343. That's 303-809-3343. The views and opinions expressed on KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Excursion Broadcasting Network. Welcome to the second hour of today's Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. Every week, Sundays, 9 to noon, for the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program, podcasts are on 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree site. My contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. I know that uh, three hours is quite a stretch for most people to sit and listen. This is why, fortunately, we can uh, we do have podcasts archived that you can go to as you have time. In the first hour, I talked about 14 generations. 14 in Matthew chapter 1, verse 17. From the time of Abraham to the time that King David became king was 14 generations. From that time that David became king to the time that the children of Israel were carried away into Babylon, 14 generations. And from the time of them being carried away to the time of Messiah, Christ, 14 generations. There will be 14 administrations in the United States of America before Christ returns, I believe. 14 different presidents, starting with Harry Truman. If I can remember him by memory, Harry Truman, Dwight Eisenhower, 
John Kennedy. There was uh, Lyndon Johnson, Nixon, Ford, Carter. There was Reagan, Bush Sr., Clinton, Bush Jr. There was uh, Barack Obama, number 12. 13th was Donald J. Trump. And the 14th administration, I believe, will be Barack Obama. And the reason I say that is because in those 14 administrations, those 14 individuals, seven of them will be the final seven kings in the riddle in Revelation chapter 17, verse 10. So you have 14 generations or 14 administrations, 14 presidents, but the last seven fulfill the riddle in Revelation chapter 17, verse 10. There are five kings that are fallen. One is, one that is yet to come. The eighth is of the seven. So there'll be seven final kings, but there will be eight administrations. I hope you're confused. I'm not, but that's the way it is. There will be eight presidents, or there'll be, there'll be seven presidents that will cover eight administrations. And the only way for that to happen is that one of the seven presidents must resume another roughly eight-year term. And that riddle would exclude the, the presidents who are already dead. Bush and Reagan. Carter will not resume. Bush Jr. cannot resume. Clinton, he's not there mentally any longer. He's got some real bad mental problems that they're not disclosing to you. So that leaves Barack Obama or Donald Trump. Many are hoping that Donald Trump will win this coming election. He won't. How Barack Obama will come back to power, I don't know. He will come back to power. Yes, you think I left out Joe Biden? I didn't leave out Biden. I didn't include him because he is not the president. Donald Trump, according to the riddle in Revelation 17, verse 10, Donald Trump is the legitimate president still, though he's not in the White House. And this can only be proven when Barack Obama returns. It will be cleared up then. But until then, I wanted to mention the matter of 14. So now you have 14 presidents. From the time of Truman to Trump, there's 13 different individuals. And then you have a 14th that has to come. And the 14th, in a way, in the riddle, must be of the previous 13. But 
in the last seven of the previous 13. I hope you're not confused. Then in Israel, in the first hour I read, from the time that Israel became a nation, and from the time of World War II, too, it was through Harry Truman that Israel became a nation. So from the time that Israel became a nation, Harry Truman would be the first of the line of presidents to the present. And from the time that Israel became a nation in 1948, there have been, to this very exact time, 14 different individuals that have been prime minister of Israel. 14 different individuals. And Benjamin Netanyahu is now the prime minister again for the third time. Fourteen is not, this is not coincidental. The Holy Spirit is speaking to the churches. Now, he is speaking to the evangelical churches more clearly than to Catholicism or the Lutherans or the Greek Orthodox. He's speaking to them a different message to the other six churches. But he has a message to the church in Laodicea, the church, the evangelical churches in America. I emphasize Laodicea as being the evangelical churches, four legs to the evangelical churches. Fundamental Christianity, those Bible-believing Steep, basically Bible-based, not so much eschatology, no giftings, uh, not so much messianic, but baby, basically scripture, scripture, scripture. Then you have Pentecostals, which are basically steeped in miracles, signs, and wonders. The Charismatics, which are a blend of signs and wonders and miracles and the giftings, and some depth, theological and theological and doctrinal insight. Then you have the Messianics, which are giving a clear view on the feasts of Israel. Israel is a nation, and the, the ways in which Christ is presenting himself once again to the Messianic people to the nation of Israel. The majority of Messianics are Jewish, not all. But these four legs of evangelical Christianity and evangelical Christianity is Laodicea in the book of Revelation chapter 3. All of the the personality of Laodicea fits the evangelical churches in America perfectly. We are in the land. We are in Babylon, the land of Babylon, the great of the end of the world. Scripture makes it very clear. Speaking about Babylon, there are only two Babylons that the Bible presents. Ancient and end of the world, or end of Satan's ruling time. Or in the 
centuries prior to Christ's return. A young nation, a powerful nation, a beast nation. About three centuries and a little longer. Ancient Babylon, her location was in the, the ocean of sand. The great Babylon would be a nation that sits between waters. The Atlantic and the Pacific, the Gulf of Mexico and the Great Lakes. Basically an island in many ways. Ancient Babylon in the land of Iraq. Many thought was Iraq was going to rise up and become the end of the world power militarily, politically, economically, spiritually. Nope, America put an end to that. America, the greatest empire ever to exist, greater than Rome, greater than Egypt, greater than Greece, greater than the European powers, France, Spain, England. The only, only great empire ever to the present day. Israel, many have thought that Israel would become the great, great power. No. Not until the Millennial Kingdom Only one great empire that Daniel presents to us, Isaiah presents to us, Jeremiah presents to us. There's only one great empire prior to Christ's return. The United States of America. An empire that would rule, rule the nations, the air, the atmosphere, a nation that would rule in outer space, we would put nests in the heavens. We would have the technology that the Revelation chapter 13, Revelation 13 is the one of the great chapters in the scripture that talks about AI, artificial intelligence. It talks about many things in Revelation 13. It's like having a French dinner, seven course plus. It talks about a beast, a false prophet. It talks about signs and wonders. It talks about the authority, a seat, power given to an individual. It talks about controlling through digital means, through computers, buying and selling. Worship. Talks about worship. Talks about an army that receives a mark. Talks about people that worship an image Worshipping an image. 
because of technology. The Holy Spirit is speaking very clearly to the evangelical churches in America, but the evangelical churches, because of the pastors of the land, the pastors of the land, they bring their incense into their times of teaching. And that incense has affected the thinking of the people, the members in the body of Christ. The pastors won't tell God's children the truth about the time that we're in. And if they do, it's, it's just a minute, minute, small pieces of a, a massive puzzle. The pastors are, they are uh, businessmen. They are, they are no different than the CEOs of corporations, most of them. Most. I cannot, there are those in the churches in America that are faithful. Their ministry is to minister to God's people to present the truth to God's people as they as they have uh, revelation and the re revelation they receive they will present to the God's people if they don't see what I'm seeing I can't uh, I, I have to accept that they they just don't see now there are others that do see that aren't being honest, that know they have the evidence, but they know it's there's a heavy price to pay. And they're just not ready to retire just now. Well, God has a way of, when Christ came, he came to free those who were in bondage all their lives, the bondage of religion, the bondages of demon possession, the bondages of the culture, sin, sickness, demon possession, and religion. The, you know, we talk about Roman Catholicism as a religion. I talk about Catholicism because I was a Catholic till God called me out because I couldn't minister there are, uh, within Catholicism, they have their way. And not anybody can be a priest. It's very, it's a very tight structure as far as a power structure. You really have to prove that you are going to be loyal to the Catholic Church or you're not going to be a priest. You're not going to be involved. But in, in evangelical Christianity, it's different. This is why Laodicea, the evangelical churches of America, are so different. We have a different dynamic. If we're called, we can and God will put us in positions so that we can carry out what we've been asked to do, our, our duties. 
So there are those pastors in this country that are faithful to the Lord. Again, there are the others that uh, just won't tell the truth. But God, by His Holy Spirit, He said that He has a group in Matthew chapter 16. I will build my church, my ecclesia. It doesn't mean the whole family. It means out of the whole, out of the whole family. There will be a portion, just this portion. It's like with some of the nice, the, the expensive perfumes. You don't even need a drop. You need a half a drop. The fragrance is so wonderful, so magnificent. You need just a, just a, like with the lilac. You can take one lilac, just one little flower, and that's enough. It puts out enough aroma to not overwhelm you, but just you know what it is. There will be that group of people called the ecclesia, the overcomers, those who get the victories, those who are faithful, those who cannot be altered or, or, or they, they cannot, they will not change direction. Their direction is toward the Holy Spirit, toward things of God. And their Christian life is the most important thing to them. Nothing more important than maturing. Nothing more important than getting to know, to see who Christ is and have a relationship with Him. That's the most important. So there is that ecclesia. And it says that the gates of hell will not prevail against that ecclesia. All of the gates that are open to all the satanic evil coming into the world. You look at this country. We, from the time that Donald Trump was, they have refused to allow him back in the White House. Whether you like Donald Trump or not, this is not political. I'm coming from the position of what the Holy Spirit says about this individual. He is the seventh king. He's the only king of seven that has, that has a destiny in the future with God in eternity. It says that these seven kings, five are fallen. Fallen meaning that in the term, in the sense, yes, the kings of Israel had died. It doesn't mean died. It means fallen in the sense that they have never met Christ. Five are fallen, one is. And the one that is becomes, the one that is goes into perdition. So of the seven, only one has a place with God in eternity. This is a tough word. But I'm just coming from the perspective of what the scripture says. Fallen means apart from God. One who is goes into perdition because he's the Antichrist, as we know him in the Christian churches, the son of perdition, 
the man of sin, the idle shepherd, the abomination of desolation. Many titles for that individual. Only one, the seventh king. There's only one out of the seven that has a future in eternity. This is how clear the scripture is. And we are in that time where I had a, I was thinking of, oh, oh, talking about gates. The gates of hell will not overcome. The gates of hell will not overpower. The gates of hell will not cause to yield. The gates of hell will not be successful in destroying or keeping these individuals in the ecclesia from accomplishing what has been ordained for them to accomplish. And what is ordained for them is what they will speak in the future. And what, as they speak, the power in their speech, this is what will stop the forces of hell, the forces of darkness. When Christ was here, he commanded the seas to be still, the winds to stop. In that exact same principle. And in the body of Christ, you have those that are full of guile. They want power. They want the power of the Holy Spirit. They want the power to perform miracles in the open so men will marvel at who they are. These are those in the new apostolic reform movement. Their heart is full of guile. I know. I've seen them. I've been around them. I've prayed with them. They want power. They want power. They want to be the heads of great works of God and ministries. We're going to go to a... Uh, No, we're going to continue. So, this is what they want. They're not they're not pure in their hearts. Their motives are not pure. But with the ecclesia, they have only one desire. Whatever they see and whatever the Holy Spirit asks, that is what they will do. That is what that is their objective, to be faithful to the Lord, to listen to what he has to say, to be led by the Holy Spirit, not pushed by their needs, by desires, by the, pushed by the flesh, pushed by the, pushed by the uh, 
Nothing, nothing moves them off course. Their objective, they are single in their objective. Whatever is pleasing to the Lord is pleasing and desire. That's what they desire. Now, one of the great, I just told you about 14 generations, 14 presidents, and 14 prime ministers of Israel. The 14, I believe, will be in place when it may be that when Israel, when the war of, of the Russian war begins. Netanyahu will be there. I believe that the coming final power in America will be in place when the Russian war begins. That's not far off. I don't believe that the lower Holy Spirit is holding anything back. In fact, I feel that the Holy Spirit is, is right on schedule with timelines. But before that, the Lord said in Amos 3.7, He's not going to do anything until He warns His servants, the prophets, of His intentions, of His plan, of His next course of events. He won't do anything until the prophets can see what God is planning and gives these prophets the time to warn God's children. Tribulation is coming, but not until the time of sorrows and birth pains is complete. In the time of sorrows and birth pains, Israel must be victorious over the terrorists surrounding the nation. Israel must take over present-day Jordan and rule that landmass. Russia must come into present-day Jordan with Iran and other nations and be destroyed. When that war takes place, I believe that the coming, what we would call man of sin, will be in power. Donald Trump, the time of his as the seventh king, it says he continues a short space. That space is about to finish, to end, to be complete. He continues a short space. The seventh king continues a short space. He's, that he's almost finished. His political career is almost done. I don't know if they're going to put him in jail. But he's, he's going to his political career will end. I don't believe he'll die. But his time as a politician, as a seventh king, is done. Because number eight has got to take position again. God is warning his Christian people in this country. And Satan does not want God's children, the evangelical churches, to see, to have a revelation as to who America is. Because once your eyes are open, you will change. You will transition. You're, you will come to a halt and you will begin to, it's just like 
in the wintertime, you go to a lake, and the lake is frozen over, and you're thinking about taking a sled out onto the lake, but there's that hesitation. You're just not sure. Beneath two inches of snow, you can't see how thick that ice is. So there's that hesitation. Maybe I better somehow wait to test the ice because it's you may not recover should you fall in. When you have these type of revelations and insight from the Holy Spirit, one thing God does is He gives you the wisdom to stop, to, to just stop, to halt, and to begin to use your logic to think. And one of the very first things that he will, if you're godly, you will begin to pray. And then you'll pray some more and pray even more. And when you're done praying a lot, you're going to pray even more. Your prayer life is going to increase like it's never increased. Because every decision you're making, it, you, you can't just make a decision to make a decision if you don't know what direction to take, you do nothing. You wait. You halt. You hold. You stay in place. Like in the military. Unless that, unless that drill sergeant tells you to do something, you don't do anything. You stand. You just stand there. This is exactly the principle in Revelation chapter 11 about these two witnesses these two corporate people, Jewish Christians and Gentile Christians, it says they stand. What's that mean, stand? Yes, they stand up. When the king, you're in his presence, you stand. But another, the deep other thoughts are they stand and they do nothing until they're given permission. They stand. They just stand at attention. They don't look left, they don't look right, they just stand and look forward. They look right ahead, looking straight into the eyes of the Holy Spirit, into the eyes of the very God that they serve. And they wait for orders. And as you begin to receive revelation, you will stop and you will stand. And in your standing, God will visit you and your eyes will be open, and you'll have a much, you'll have the fear of the Lord. There'll be a fear. And once you have that true fear, not in the sense of a negative fear, but in a wholesome, holy fear of God Almighty, of, of God. You'll have a fear that you'll make the wrong move. You'll have a fear that you'll that you don't know what to do, and rather than do something, you'll just stand still. You know, you go into a some buddies of mine. We went up toward uh, here in Colorado, Lions, Colorado. There's a tunnel. 
that comes from it's a it's a canal that comes from Carter Lake to the north and the canal runs south and then it goes into a tunnel before it drops down into Lyons. And we were uh, I was in the fall, I believe. We were we that there was no water in the canal. We'd hiked up to the uh, up a hill, and we got to the canal, and we decided to walk through this tunnel to the west side of the tunnel before it drops down into the uh, river. And as we're walking, we hear this. Well, you know what that is. That means stop. Don't do anything. Be still. Be motionless. Well, you know what that is. That is danger. And what we did is we didn't do anything. We didn't run. We didn't scream. We didn't bolt. We just stood there. And then we began to just back out. That is what it means, the fear of the Lord. You're not afraid of Him. There's no reason to be afraid of Him. You need to be afraid of what you might do and the decisions you might make that will cause you difficulty. So we just backed out and never went back up there again. I learned my lesson. I'm one of those guys that I'm like a like a like one of these uh, a wolf or a coyote. They learn quickly. I'm that way. When I see danger, I I I'm not the kind of a guy to take a chance. I'm just not that guy. If you want to go, you know, <laughs> I was going to buy a paraglider back in the early 70s. And I've been thinking about it, and I'm pretty athletic. And I thought, you know, I can fly one of those things. And I was just getting ready to buy one, and I talked to some buddies. And he says, oh, yeah, my brother bought one. I said, really? Yeah. He went up to Golden to fly it. I said, really? Wow, how did he do? He started to go down the hill. He started to take off. And he got chickened out. And he tumbled over a bunch of boulders. He got pretty beat up. Well, he, these people came over to help him, and he just said, Hey, uh, when do you guys want to buy this thing? He sold it on the spot. That's me. I'm that kind of guy. In fact, I would. I, once I heard about the friend getting tumbling, getting beat up, chewed up, he didn't break anything, but he was pretty bruised. I heard that, and I thought, No, well, that's it for me. That's the way we need to be with the Holy Spirit. We wait on Him to before we move. And it says these two witnesses, they stand. Now going back to Matthew chapter 16, the ecclesia. The ecclesia, the gates of hell, don't prevail against them. The gates are, are coming at them. The gates... They're holding gates back. They are actually holding evil back in their lives. The gates and all that the devil has and the forces of hell have, 
They do not prevail. They do not affect. They do not consume, overtake these individuals. Now, the balance of the body of believers, be assured, they are apostate. They are deceived. They are ineffective. They are the value, uh, the, 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 you know, you have coins with different values. This is just being honest. Even the parables talk about this. One guy is one talented, one guy is two, one is five. We all have different values. Well, these people that won't give their lives to the Lord, their value as individuals, as people, diminishes. This is what happens in apostasy. In apostasy, you believe you are doing something. You go into a field and you just start stomping around. You kick up the dust and it looks like you're busy. Oh, look at all that dust in the air. They must be busy out there. Yeah, they're just tapping their feet. But that's it. There's no productivity. All they're doing is getting the dust of the world on their all over. But there's they're not they're not profitable for the kingdom of heaven. And I I also prepared I've talked about the baby boom generation. We are that in America. We are that generation. The baby boom generation. I went to see the movie, The Jesus Movement. It was okay. It wasn't complete. It was lacking. It was good, but it wasn't great. It was a fraction of the, of the whole and it's going to take me at least a program, maybe two programs, well, three programs, about five. It'll take me a year to present to you the importance of the baby boom generation people of the United States of America. And what is even more important about the baby boom generation is those that met Christ during that time. Without the baby boom generation movement, you would not have the messianic movement in its present state today. There were people that loved Israel before that, but after, once that move of the Holy Spirit began in the United States, the messianic movement the Jewish people that got saved, they call it Messianic. They looked at the teachings from a Jewish perspective. That's why they call them Messianics. They have a great perspective, wonderful perspective. And don't misunderstand me. They got a lot of problems in the Messianic movement. They got a lot of weird teachings strange doctrines. Some don't believe in a trinity. 
in a, in a triune, a Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's one of the last things Messiah said to the Hebrew and the Gentile believers, baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So there's a lot of strangeness in the Messianic movement. I'm being honest with you. But without the baby boom, without Christ coming to the baby boom generation, Israel would not have Messiah taken back to Israel. The Ark of the Covenant, Messiah, has to be taken from the land of Babylon, America, back to Israel. Nebuchadnezzar, he had the children of Israel captive. They had to go back to their land. And in the same way, the Ark of the Covenant went into the nations with the death of Messiah. The Ark, Christ, went into the nations. But now Christ, Messiah, must be carried back to Israel. The Ark has to be, has to return to Jerusalem, has to return to the Holy Land, has to return to Israel, to the Jewish people, through the Messianic believers. The Jewish people won't listen to Gentiles. They, they will listen to fellow, fellow Hebrew or Jew. This is the purpose. Zola love it. He becomes a believer at the time of the Messianic movement or the time of the baby boom generation, starts a Messianic fellowship, and he goes back to Israel. Christ must be taken, Messiah. Israel's Yeshua has to be taken back to Israel. This is why the Gentile people from the believers in America. It's a mystery to the Jewish people. Why is in this land Babylon, we hear praises being sung to our Messiah? The praises, a chorus, an orchestra being sung about our Messiah. Why are they speaking about our Messiah? He's our Messiah, but here in this Babylon the Great at the end of the world, all these Christian people, strange oddity, they believe in our Messiah, they call him Jesus, and they're talking about, they're praising him, they're worshiping him, they're honoring him, they love Israel more than we love our own nation. They love Israel, they're beseeching their government. Send money, send help, send munitions, send armaments, protect Israel, protect Israel, the government, protect Israel, Ronald Reagan, evangelicals, stop abortion, prayer in the school, support Israel, and build a military. Reagan did all four. He supported Israel because of the evangelical Christians. And Netanyahu, just here in the last three months, there was a some kind of a proposition in Israel that they stop allowing, I think it was Christians from coming into Israel to do work in Israel. Netanyahu banned it. Not saying that he's he he's really in 
has any fervor toward Christianity. I don't think he does in a sense. In the sense. But the problem, but the, but the thing is, he knows there's something. God has put something in his heart. To know, he knows something about these people, these Christian people in America, these evangelicals, not so much the Catholics, not so much the Lutherans, not so much the Greeks, not so, the Greeks churches, not so much all the others, but the evangelical churches, something about these people. Why do they worship our Messiah more fervently than we in the churches, in the Orthodox churches in Israel? They worship more fervently our Messiah than we do. Because we're provoking them to jealousy. That's what the Lord said was going to happen. A people that is not my people will become my people. And they will honor me, worship me. They will lick the hand. There's a, In the Old Testament, it talks about licking the hand. This is the way... Uh, I'm trying to remember the verses where the great with with a, with a dog. The only way a dog knows how to, you might say, honor the master and show affection toward the master is to lick the hand. We Gentiles, in a sense, are the dogs that even Christ said, you know. A lady came to the Lord, said, Lord, even the dogs eat from your table. Meaning, we Gentiles in an initial plan of God were just, you know, dogs don't, they don't know anything about what is holy. You know, you don't, you don't uh, give what is holy to a dog. Well, it says that the dog will lick the hand. And we what are we what are we doing in the greatest affection that we could possibly a dog in, in a in a type. I know it's kind of crude, but it's true. What is the thing that we that have met Christ? What is the greatest thing that we could possibly do to show our affection to this person. Praise him. Worship him. Adore him. Lick the hand. And the people in Israel can't figure it out. They hear praises to the great God across the ocean in Babylon, the great of the end of the world. They hear worship to their Messiah. This is the Evangelical Churches of America. The baby boom generation. The worship the adoration during that time when the Jesus movement took place, the greatest worship and praise 
of a culture and not the elderly. It was the babes of the culture. The babes, they began to worship him. And if we hadn't worshipped him during that time, the rocks would have cried out. The rocks, they would have begun to cry out. They were, the world needed praise and adoration. Christ desired that from, from a generation. This is the generation. One verse, one verse. Psalm 24, verse 6. And we're going to talk about that in the third hour. There is one generation that seeks the face of the God of Jacob. Yes, all generations have sought after God. But there's one generation that will seek his face fervently, that will lick the hand, that will honor him above all generations in a more magnificent way than ever before. It began with the baby boom generation and then Satan came to quench it. But that's all he could do. He didn't put it out. We'll be back for hour three in a few minutes. Rick Rodriguez. Tehibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word T and then the word club. The complete website is TeheboTeaClub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088, TeheboTeaClub.com. Reasons to own gold. Reason number one. Culturally, the golden rule is treating others as you want to be treated, but financially, the golden rule is those that have the gold make the rules. When you retire, You're listening to make the roar sure of the Rockies, KHNC, Call the 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Accidents can happen at any time and any place. Preparing ourselves is critical to being able to respond with confidence. Serious bleeding events are scary, but having bleed stop handy can give you the edge. Just pour it directly in the wound and apply direct pressure. Clotting happens in seconds. KHNC listeners get 20% off on the products listed. Visit the KHNC website and hit the bleed stop button. That's the KHNC website and hit the bleed stop button. Hi, my name is Sam Cheshire. My wife Lisa and I own Build Design America in Longmont, Colorado. We've been in business for over 30 years, offering full-service flooring to Northern Colorado. A few years ago, we started into Kiva Studios. We offer full-service kitchen and bath remodeling, along with a design service. We're located in Longmont at 665 Frontage Road. Our phone number is 303-772-1202. And we also offer free design services. So give us a call, 303-772-1202. 
Hey friends, Freddie Freeman here. A wise man by the name of Ben Franklin once said, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. So go to 1360KHNC.com and click the Patriot Supply button and make sure you're prepared. With plenty of survival products from emergency survival food, water filtration systems, survival coffee, and more, My Patriot Supply has got the perfect gifts for you. Just click that Patriot Supply button only on 1360KHNC.com. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. To all the Tommy's Barbers and Blades customers out there, we appreciate you so much. We're doing a gift card giveaway the entire month of June. All you have to do is tell a friend to come in and see us or make an appointment and make sure they tell them your name and KHNC as the code. And both of you are in the drawing for $100 each of a gift card. Your friend gets entered once, you can get entered for as many times as you tell your friends. So make it happen, 720-745-0783. Hi, this is Dana from Saddle Up, Western Saddle and Tack Shop in Gilcrest, Colorado, right off Highway 85 and County Road 31. We are your one-stop equine shop. We offer saddle fittings on-site and off-site. Our motto, fit the horse, fit the rider, fit the budget. You can call us at 303-772-7821. Visit us on the web at saddleupcolorado.net. Blue Dragon Spa in Longmont, Colorado, 1811 Hover Street, 720-680-0492. A new spa started by Steve, the Red Pill Truth Guy, and his wife, Valentina. Drop by. We offer manicure and pedicure, facial, and more. We have new state-of-the-art equipment, and we use the best materials available. Yeah, give us a call, 720-680-0492. We're at 1811 Hover Street in Longmont, Colorado. Everything very good. Just come in and try it. What can the right financial advisor help you plan for? Your kid's awkward teenage phase, and they need braces. Saving up for your kid's college education. Your daughter is planning for the wedding of her dreams. Taking the grandkids to a Disney World cruise. The wife needs to fly first class to Europe. You want a boy's only trip to Vegas to get away from things. Being able to retire and live the lifestyle of your desire. With the right advisor and the right plan, all of these things are possible. I'm Joey Jaquin, and I want to be your financial advisor and help you and your loved ones live the life of your dreams. Let's not beat around the bush. This is going to require a lot of hard work but I can personally guarantee that nobody will outwork me when it comes to being there for my clients. Too many advisors cut corners and take shortcuts to sell you. As you know, my parents raised me to be better than that. Reach me at my cell, 602-909-9048. Again, 602-909-9048. 
The Naturally Inspired Health Summit, real solutions for healthy living. June 24th at the ranch in Loveland, next to the Budweiser Event Center. Come and meet local providers like Gail Lynn, inventor of the Harmonic Egg, adapted athlete Rustin Hughes from Be Bold Adapted Living, Christy Sullivan from Vitality for Life, Christy Hall from Living Well Health Group, Children's Health Defense, and Weston A. Price Foundation. Get your tickets now before prices increase. Visit Naturally Inspired Health Hi, this is Craig James, the host of KHNC's newest morning talk show, Just Informed Talk Radio. Starting Monday, June 26th, I'll be coming to you live weekdays, 7 to 9 a.m. right here on AM 1360. God bless and see you then. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. Still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever. My pillow 2.0. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a my pillow or not, you need to get the brand new my pillow 2.0. Call or go to mypillow.com now. Use your promo code KHNC. And for a limited time, when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. 1360 KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD, a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals. All their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. Well, welcome to the third hour of today's Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host and founder of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry, Rick Rodriguez. My contact information is 
Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. And podcasts for the programs are on 1360khnc.com to the archive section of the Olive Tree Ministry. I host the Present Truth Monday through Friday from 2 to 3, and the programs are also on podcast there on the uh, Present Truth site. During the week, I do programs. My programs are on... I do, I do programs, but my programs are based on present events, current events, and how they fit into the time in which we are in. On Sunday, this is more ministry. I go into more scripture and eschatology and a view using history around us and scripture. The prophets of Israel, they were, yes, they, they were, their background was in the religion of the time, in wherever, what area they were in, whether it had been in Babylon, like Jonah in Assyria, or Ezekiel or, or Elijah in, in, uh, in the area of Judea. They, they followed, they, they knew the history of the religion, of the culture, of the nations around them, they were they had a background of the events taking place in their surroundings. Christians generally don't. We basically don't care about the politics. Sometimes we don't care about what happens internationally, uh, the shifts in culture. To some degree, maybe, but not in depth, not like we should. I, uh, once I became a believer, something changed in me. And as I read the Old Testament, I saw the culture of these, of Egypt, Greece, Babylon. And I started wondering about the cultures of our time, especially here in this country and Israel. Eventually, I expanded out into China and other nations in Europe, Russia, what's happening south of the border or south of the equator, and uh, America. We were too massive as a culture and yes we have a military yes we have a political system economic system very powerful but by reading the old testament i realized the cultures of these empires the culture is what was the most powerful the power of culture within the italian community there is a culture very powerful 
it remains generation after generation with the Italians, with the English, with the Latinos, with the Germans, with the Asians. I lived in Berkeley, California. Spent a lot of time. I work with Asians. They don't change. Their culture doesn't change. Uh, even though they've come into this country, it didn't change their culture. We wonder why people coming in from nations south of the border, they don't adapt. They don't assimilate. It takes generations to assimilate, usually. It takes two or three generations for the Asians to begin to assimilate into a new culture. And, but it, but the grandparents carry the culture to the parents, to the parents, to the grand, to the grandchildren. It just takes time. I follow, I realize that with the prophets, they, they understood the religion of their time. I understand the religion in the evangelical churches of America. I understand it within Catholicism because I were, I was Catholic. I've studied Greek churches. My wife, she's Serbian. They're Greek Orthodox. I know uh, the cultures of many, many friends who are uh, Messianic. They're Jewish. They don't change. They, they keep their culture. They keep their ways. They keep their past, their history. And with the prophets, they understood the religion and they understood the country, the culture, the political world. Um, Christ, he understood what was coming to the Jewish people in Israel while he was there. He knew already the signs were evident that there was a, a, an enemy, the government, Rome, was an enemy. The religion would be an enemy. And uh, he understood it. We should understand, too, where we are in our society, what we need, what is, what is the, what, what is it in this society that will cripple us as Christians? The whole culture, everything. We're a culture of ease. We're a culture of you have anything you want, any time, time you want it, if you have the money. You can travel. You can drive whatever you want to drive. You can live basically wherever you want to live. Whatever lifestyle you want to have, if you, you know, if you have the means, you can, the world is yours. We strive for positions in the workplace. We, uh, we're a nation that is always, in, to some degree, forward-looking. Always trying to better yourself. Uh, we should be bettering ourselves spiritually. That is where the big flaw within evangelical Christianity is. We are not learning the teachings of Christ. 
we're not learning the spiritual lessons. And it's, it's evident. We have become apostate. At the end of the program, last hour, I was talking about the Israel and how they view the Christians, especially the evangelicals in America. We worship their God. We honor the, their Messiah. We worship and honor the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We study the Old Testament. We study the Torah. We're many in the evangelical churches are very interested in Israel and Israel's history. We like the genealogies in the book of Revelation. We study the Exodus with Moses and the children of Israel. We've loved to the stories of King David fighting to make Israel a united nation, bringing Israel in as a kingdom. There is a war presently. Christ is bringing in his kingdom on earth before the great day of the Lord arrives. He will bring in his kingdom on that day. But we have been commissioned to go into the nations and preach the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus Christ, Israel's Messiah, Israel's Yeshua, is his kingdom came into existence in a new way 2,000 years ago on the night of resurrection when people for the first time were born again, Christ in them. God breathed, Christ breathed into them his Holy Spirit. They now were humans with the Spirit of God within them. And the kingdom began to grow in a more powerful way. And it has been growing ever since. His kingdom, his day, Christ's day is coming very shortly when he will bring in his 1,000 year reign. But before that, the kingdom of heaven and the people of the world must be warned that Satan, in the time in which we live, will also build his kingdom, his kingdom will mature, and that kingdom will be used by the devil. The devil will have his servants to try to destroy the churches of God, Israel as a nation, and every man, woman, and child on the face of the earth if possible. So you have the kingdom of darkness, which is now maturing, and in, a, in the kingdom of heaven is also maturing. It appears as if the kingdom of darkness has more power than the children of the kingdom of heaven. Well, you can see the evil in the world, it's evident. But you don't see the power of God's people the way it should be seen. Because in America, we're apostate. We have left the teachings of Christ, the teachings of what we build on. Within the teachings, 
Christ is in those teachings, this is our foundation. We have not built upon these teachings of Christ. We've taken the teachings of man, even within the churches, the teachings and the philosophies of man. They've trained and taught the people in America, in the churches, in the evangelical churches, the basic principles of the Christian life. But they've never taken taken the Christian children into deeper depths of the experiences that Paul always talked about, that I might know Christ and the power of his resurrection. They've never taken the children of God deep into the riches of the power and who Christ is in power. Now I'll tell you, those that have been taken to those depths were taken to those depths by the hardships in life, not necessarily to the pastors in their congregations. But they were taken into the depths of the riches of Christ through hardships, family hardships, through all types of evil, maybe when they were children, that that no one was there to help them other than the Holy Spirit. And it was the Holy Spirit that carried them during the evil that uh, seemed to plague them during their early years, male and female. This is where most of the deep, deep, those that have the deep experiences of Christ, it's because of the, the hand of God allowing them to be put in situations that would be uh, unbearable for most of us. But God is faithful. He's going to have a faithful body of believers and the kingdom of darkness. They know this body of believers exists and they, God is hiding to a great degree this portion of the body of believers that have been faithful. And the children of the devil know something is coming and they know they don't want what is coming to be revealed. Well, the scripture says that on the first day, the day of tribulation, when Antichrist is revealed to the world, these people will be revealed to the world too. They will not be big moves of God like the new apostolic reformed churches. No, it won't be anything like that. It will be individuals that have been trained by the Holy Spirit that will begin to speak in power and God will grant them and give them the power to perform great signs, great wonders from the hand of God, not from the hand of technology and the occult. On the first day, when Antichrist is revealed, when we know who he is, he won't be the Antichrist for three and a half years, but he'll be the son of perdition. He'll be the idle shepherd. We'll know him because he will sign an agreement with the nation of Israel for protection. Israel needs protection. From who? From America. And Israel, I believe, will plead with America, please don't destroy us, don't invade. And this coming president will make an agreement 
Okay. But it's called the Treaty of Death and Hell. I've talked about it before six months ago. Isaiah chapter 28. The Treaty with Death and Hell, chapter 15, verse 15. Isaiah 28, verse 15, 16, 17, and 18. But that treaty, that marriage to the king of the underworld will be annulled by God. But God will punish Israel just like he's going to punish the the uh, apostate Christians in the churches. Oh, I, I, I want to... Um, I do want to talk about the baby boom generation. I did little research. I found one that one of the best ways I could present it. Why was the baby boom generation so important? Because it would be the generation of children born right after World War II. And it would be the out of that generation in America, not in England, not in Europe. They had their their birth rates increase. Not in Israel. Israel wasn't a nation until 1948. But the focus of the scripture is on Babylon the Great, the great empire at the end of the world. Two great nations. Babylon the Great and Israel. And there would be Russia. There would be European nations. There would be China. But mainly the two nations that would work together. Once Israel came back into existence, the nation that would protect Israel to make sure Israel could grow and function as a society was America. And out of America would come a group of people that would become believers starting in the early 60s and that would change America and that would actually fulfill another prophecy about Jewish people who must meet Messiah. The Jewish people that would meet Messiah would not be in Israel. They would be in Babylon. They'd be in this great end-time nation, America. And these Jewish people, their families would be in this nation. And here they would meet their Messiah. That prophecy had to be fulfilled. And now, many of the Jewish people who have become believers, along with many other Gentile believers, have been going every year to Israel to present and to take Christ back to that nation. So uh, this was out of history.com. I'm going to give you a little history here. Almost exactly nine months after World War II ended, I'm going to just read it the way they put it. The cry of baby, the cry of the baby was heard across America. Landon Jones, a historian, he described a trend. He said more babies were born in 1946 than ever before. 
3.4 million. 20% more than in 1945. One year later, 20% more. This was the beginning of the so-called baby boom. A year later, in 1947, another 3.8 million babies were born. In 1940, then in 1952, 3.9 million children were born. And from that point on, about 4 million were born every year from 1954 to 1964. Every year, 4 million. 4 million in 55, 56, 57, 58, 59, 60. 4 million each of those years. 61, 62, 63, 64. Then it began to taper off. So the baby boom generation was roughly from 1946 to 1964, roughly, pretty much accurately. Now, the children that were born prior to the baby boom generation, you can say that, like in the 40s, 1941, 2, 3, you could say that they were through the wake you know, like a boat going through water, you have the wake afterwards, it kind of pulls what's behind the boat toward the boat and kind of carries the boat or, or moves forward in motion with the boat. So I could include some that were even born, 45, 4, 3, 2. They could also be, to some degree, they were somewhat included, but more specifically, from 46 to 64. In 1966, Time Magazine declared a person of the year. Every year they have the person of the year. Well, that year they declared the generation that was 25 years of age, 25 and under. That was the person of the year. In other words, the baby boom generation children that year were the person of the year. Many people in the post-war era looked forward to having children because they were confident that the future would be one of comfort and prosperity. They were right. Corporations grew larger, became more profitable. Labor unions promised generous wages, benefits to their members, customer goods were more plentiful, more affordable than ever before. This was true. And I've always stated that in the book of Psalms, there's one verse unique. Psalm 24, 6. There is one generation, a unique generation, a generation that has a plan and purpose with God at the end of the world. That generation is the baby boom generation in the United States of America. You can go back in history and you can say, well, you know, the generation that came out of Egypt with the Jewish people, yes, it was important. And 
All these generations were important. The generation when Messiah was born, very important. But the Bible says there would be one generation that would be the most important. It would be the generation, the final generation at the end of six days of mankind's history before the great day of the Lord, the, the day of the Lord, the millennial kingdom. And in, that, in the last years before Christ would return a second time, there would be this unique generation. And it says that in that generation, there would be those during that time period, which I believe started in 46, and it would include Israel later when the Jewish people began to get saved in the 70s. It would include them also. But it was unique to the United States of America. It was unique to this country, Babylon the Great of the End of the World. Because it would be this nation, this group had to be born in. So verse 7, I'm sorry, Psalm 24, verse 6. There is a generation of those who seek him, who inquire of and for him, and of necessity they require him. This generation at the end is going to have the greatest hardship ever in mankind's history. They're going to go through the greatest upheaval of hardship or upheaval of the nations and the greatest time of hardship. Remember I talked earlier in the second hour about great tribulation like has never been before? A time like there has never been. Great tribulation will affect the whole world. And here in six, verse 6, Psalm 24, 6, and because of necessity, what kind of necessity? Hardships like the world has never known, and hardships to this group of people. And it's talking about those who know Messiah, those who have met Jesus Christ. The hardships will be so severe that it will be necessary for this God to help them. And they pray out of their necessity, out of their need, out of their despair, out of what may be hopeless. But they seek him. It says they seek his face. They seek the face of the God of Jacob. There's one generation that seeks a final generation. All generations have sought the face of Jacob, have sought the God of Israel, have sought and look to 
the God of Jacob. Israel also. There will be those within the nation of Israel, the families of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the 12 sons of Jacob. They will have such a hard time at the hands of the invading Antichrist and his armies. They also, of necessity, will seek their God because without seeking his face, his help, desiring his merciful hand, they will perish. But we in the churches also of necessity, we're going to seek his face. We're going to seek this God more than we've ever sought him before. The nations are going to basically um, cry out. They may not know him, but they, they will cry out for God, if there is a God, to help. Because the coming time during Antichrist's rule will be so unbearable that the whole, all, the, all creation is going to be in distress. Now, why do I say that this is at the time in which we live? Because there's got to be just one generation. And in that generation, there is some evil. Just one time. There will be the same time that there will be this generation that seeks the, God, the face of the God of Jacob, there's going to be in, in uh, Psalm 30, I'm sorry, Proverbs 30, verse 11, talking about the same generation. Verse 11, there is a generation that curses their father and will not bless their mother. There will be a final generation where the children will violate the commandment that will bring blessing to them and hope to their future. Honor thy father and thy mother. They curse their father. They will not bless their mother. Those who gave them their existence. The final generation. And you look at in this country. I remember reading years ago. Men, they did a study of men that were in prison. And how, what were the percentage of men that were there that had. That hated, either hated or, or uh, had conflict with their father. 80% roughly. 80%, 8 out of 10, if I remember correctly, they all hated their dad. Well, that brought a massive, great curse. Honor your father and your mother. This generation will not honor the father, will not honor the mother. They have brought a curse upon themselves. They're a cursed generation. That's verse 11. 
Proverbs 30, verse 12. There's a generation, they are pure in their own eyes, and yet they're not washed from their filthiness. They don't need Messiah. They don't need, they don't see their sins. They don't care about their sins. They don't believe they're sinful. They don't need a savior. They don't need atonement. They don't need reconciliation to God. There's a generation. They're pure. They're clean. They don't need to be washed from their filthiness. They don't see that there's any need for it. Sin is acceptable. Look at our culture. Sin is acceptable. There's no need to be washed. We're pure. There's nothing wrong with us. We are whole. Now verse 13. These are the final generations. There is a generation. Oh, how lofty are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up. This is a generation who believe they are something they're not. This is a generation at the end of the world, especially in this country, of people who have the spirit of narcissism upon them. Narcissistic, arrogant, they are basically gods. They have whatever they feel that they are better than their their uh, arrogant, narcissistic. That's the best way I can put it. The narcissism, the nations, the reason they hate Americans so much, the uh, most Americans, is because we have some, an arrogance about us. Because we believe we are the greatest country in the world, which we are. That because they have wealth, because they're educated, it, they are lofty. They believe they are something much more important than what they really are. Then verse 14, there is a generation whose teeth are as swords and their jaw teeth as knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. This is the spirit of the globalists to eliminate the poor from off the earth. The useless eaters, as they would term, the unimportant, the unnecessary, there has to be a culling, a downsizing of those individuals that contribute nothing. And the needy from among men, this is the, this is the generation we have been in a generation for a hundred years where the very powerful individuals, corporations, uh, uh, families, 
their whole objective was to kill as many people as possible to thin the herd, so to speak. And by thinning, they they will make sure that they those that are left will be those that will serve them. Everybody else are not they're not necessary. So here we have these four generations, and in Psalm twenty four, we have the one generation, the final generation, uh, born in America, the baby boom generation. We are that generation. I don't remember if I had another fact to give you here. But uh, out of this generation, out of this generation, out of that baby boom generation, the Holy Spirit would, there would be a move of the Holy Spirit. I know many don't like that way I would phrase it, a move of God, because so many of, of supposed moves of God have been so... Uh, they haven't been the best thing for the churches in America. But a move of God that truly is from the Holy Spirit that was not orchestrated, that just began to happen, it did begin in this country. And from my studies, it began with the presidency of in the election of John F. Kennedy. For some reason, the heavens were opened to the young people, specifically directed at young people, the Holy Spirit, like, like a rain, His Spirit fell upon the baby boom generation children. And He began to, many began, many were saved. And as they got saved, they weren't necessarily, they came out of either Catholicism, Lutheranism, they came out of the occult, they came out of some of the other mainstream churches, Protestantism, Presbyterians. They, they just met the Lord, and they knew instinctively what to do. They knew to read the Bible. They knew to pray. They knew to worship. They knew to thank God, just instinctively. They began to pray and thank God. They began to seek out other Christians that they could pray with and they could praise with and that they could read the Bible with. And in, in 1961, I believe, it, I believe it began in Hollywood, one of the darkest portals of hell in this country, just one. And it was there where the Holy Spirit went to start capturing people right in that area, in that vicinity. When Christ came in the book of Mark, uh, the, one of the first places he went is he went to the land of, uh, what was that area? The Galilee. Galilee of the Gentiles. And in that area, great light sprung up. It was a land of darkness, a land of sickness, a land of demon possession. And that's where he went to the low, 
to the afflicted, to the sick. And I believe that principle would be the same as Christ began through his spirit to move into Hollywood and that would begin to affect all of Southern California. In the Jesus Movement film, it's a film about Lonnie Frisbee uh, and Greg Laurie and Chuck Smith, eventually John Wimber to some degree. This was in the late 60s. And Lonnie Frisbee came out of San Francisco and then he went down into Southern California. Well, it doesn't show you in the movie that already in Southern California, there was already a move of Jesus people in all through, through that area of L.A. already. They didn't bring that up in the film. They basically was a film about about the uh, Lonnie Frisbee and uh, the Calvary churches and to some degree John Wimber and th those big ministries. But it really wasn't about the hippies, the not hippies, the young people who were many were hippies that got saved. How they without any outside churching, they began to open coffee shops to talk about the Lord, to bring people in, to preach the gospel. They weren't being told to go out and preach. They did it instinctively. They would open up homes. Somebody would rent a home, and some of the kids that were out in the street gave them a place to stay. There were rules. There were regulations. But they would meet the Lord, and they would begin discipling them. Exactly what Christ said, disciple, outside of the mainstream uh, churching. In that, in that sense, they weren't being churched in what we would call churching, but they were giving them Bibles, they were praying with them, they were encouraging them to get jobs, to be responsible so they weren't a burden on people around them. They were learning how to pray. They, were, they had giftings, learning how to play uh, instruments, sing, uh, create music. Uh, <clears throat> this was apart from being directed from these outside assemblies. And what happened eventually in the movie is... Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the... Uh, I'm trying, there are so many things I'm thinking about that I'm forgetting what I'm trying to think about. But with the Calvary Church's Chuck Smith, Smith, he wants, and he, he wants to get these people, he wants to bring these young converts into a system. And this is in the movie, it's right there. This was what began to quench what the Holy Spirit was doing. Whenever the Holy Spirit is doing something, you will always have men who need structure. 
Structure has a place. But when structure is the purpose and not the freedom of the Holy Spirit, then you're going to have, you're going to quench what God is doing. By 1976, the freedom that was in the Jesus movement, in that movement, was now already being structured. And then from that point on, you can see to the present, this is my own observation, you have these young people. Chuck Smith becomes a big ministry. Greg Laurie becomes a big ministry. Wimber came onto the scene for a while. He had many, many churches throughout the country. They have faded out. And what the Lord said was this. You, you look at a tree. You look at the fruit of the tree to see what kind of fruit. And within, I don't know if I want to say I'm just going to, I, I'm not trying to be critical, but I want to be, I want to present what I see. The people within this type of Christianity in Southern California, they're good people. They're responsible people. They are good, good, clean Christian people. But for the most part, they don't have, they are not necessarily individuals that know how to fight deep spiritual battles. They haven't been trained to, if they were to be forced to dissipate, could they continue their Christian walk without having others around them to assist them? That is my question. And I'm afraid that that uh, for the most part, they would be, to some degree, able to continue. But they would really, from what I've seen, being around people like that, they don't have deep purpose. They don't, they don't see the overall purpose of God. Meaning, we're, we are at the end of the world. The big battle, the big war is coming. Tribulation is coming. The occult world, I, I didn't have time to discuss. At the same time, you had the Spirit of God and the move upon these young people meeting Christ. At the same time, in 1966, you have Anton LaVey, the Church of Satan in San Francisco, the Satanic Bible. You had in that group of baby boom generation people, you also had the occult world beginning to, it wasn't growing, it was just coming out in the open, and it would begin to mature also. 
So here we're in the time of maturing for both the children of God that know God and a greater company in the occult. There's always going to be just a remnant in the kingdom of heaven. There will always be hordes in the kingdom of darkness. So, I tell you what, I think I'll just go ahead and cut out all the other programming for the rest of the day, and I'll just continue, and we'll go another six hours, and then maybe I can complete that thought about the kingdom of darkness. Of course, uh, I was only... I was only joshing you. <clears throat> I'm, I have that for another program in the future. The two kingdoms exist side by side. Satan has a right to build his kingdom with his children and his servants. Christ will build his kingdom with his faithful servants also. So, well, we're finished with the day's program. My contact information is Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry, Post Office Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502, and podcasts are 1360khnc.com, 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree site. And then... Uh, I will be back next week. But until then, may the Lord Jesus, may he bless you. May he just be rich to you this week. May he protect you. May he keep you. May he bless you. May he help you transition by the power of his Holy Spirit. Lord, bless these listeners. God bless you. Talk to you next week. What type of financial advisor are you looking for? A lot of advisors work for some great companies that offer good products, but are they taking a close look at what truly matters to you? Most advisors are unfortunately one-trick ponies and come at you with the same strategy no matter what situation you are in. Most of the time, your advisor isn't even reaching out to you to review things and has no desire to actually build a relationship with you. You want to work with someone who's going to hustle their butt off and compete for you and make sure that you are maximizing your hard-earned dollars. I will work day and night for all of my clients and do everything in my power to deliver the best service possible. Reach out to me, Joey Jaquin, Joe Jaquin son, someone who is going to compete for your business and truly aligns with your conservative values. You can reach me at my personal cell, 602-909-9048. Again, 602-909-9048. This Father's Day weekend, take Dad to Colorado National Speedway. Saturday night, June 17th, it's NASCAR racing, including the Rock and Roll Brewery Pure Stocks. Then it's Father's Day, Super Sunday, Monster Truck Show. And the Rock and Roll Brewery Beer Tent will be there both nights. Free Rock and Roll Brewery bumper sticker You're listening to the War of the Rockies, KHNG, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins naturally inspired health summit real solutions 